0: Hey, welcome back to Crimes in Closets. This is Christy in my closet in St.
1: Louis. And this is Beth coming at you from my closet in North Carolina.
0: Hey, Beth, I'm surprised you stayed We <laughs> <laughs> <'Cause>
1: were just <laughs> laughing hysterically
0: right before that. I can't believe we actually got that out.
1: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> one day we're gonna play all the outtakes for you guys yes. one day one day maybe just take them all <laughs> put them all down we there have to,
1: we have to laugh when we can because we're talking about like the worst possible crap ever
0: <laughs> it is totally true because I will say that sometimes I think that I laugh more often than I should and I feel like I just have to because yeah, if like I don't awkward murder laugh yeah. Yes. Yeah. It is.
1: <laughs> so we it should is. coin that. Like, the awkward small. murder laugh. Like, oh, they're talking about murder. How funny! <laughs> 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 Everyone just really? feels weird, yeah. and then they're silent for a second, and then they bring something else up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just
0: laugh and move on.
1: That's our lives. That's our lives. Yep. And we're like, so we have a podcast. And it's yeah. about crime. Oh, so funny! It's so nice. <laughs> I did a workout this morning.
0: <laughs> While thinking about all the murdering that is happening.
1: We know you guys aren't like that. We know you're right there with us. You feel us. And the awkward murder laughs.
0: It's why you're listening to us. And it's why you continue to laugh. <laughs> listen to us and laugh with us.
1: Who else has been dying to know what's going to happen with Mr. Gacy?
0: I mean... I know. So, I guess <laughs> you. <laughs> yes, you. Yes. Just me. Give it to me. If it's not just you, it doesn't matter because I'm only <laughs> telling the story to you. So, that's all that matters. <laughs> so, are you ready to hear the rest? Please. <laughs> I am dying in my closet. Okay, so, I shall continue. So, in the last episode, which was only yesterday, guys. We ended with Gacy being released from prison after serving only 18 months of a 10-year sentence, and he goes on to live with his mother in Chicago and commits some more sexual assaults. And this guy, to me, is like the Energizer Bunny. He just keeps on going and going Mm. and going. (laughs) Gross. So here we are, 1971. At this point. And with a little help from his mother, Gacy buys a house in Norwood Park Township, which is just northwest of Chicago in Cook County. He also starts a relationship with Carol Hoff, who was a childhood friend of his sister, Karen. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Karen and Carol. Karen and Carol. They just need a Kathy. (laughs) 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 So Carol is a divorcee with two daughters. They get engaged pretty quickly, somewhat like his first marriage. And she moves into his house with her two, two daughters. Gacy's mother at this point moves out before his wedding, which is July 1st, 1972. And at this point, I'm kind of thinking... Okay, so he's been arrested, got on parole, been accused again. Carol's got to know, right? Gotta, sure. She's got to know. Something. She's friends with Karen. Carol's <laughs> got to know. I always <laughs> think you're joking when you say her name. Yeah. Like, no, she's actually friends with Karen. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and, and the answer is that she did. She knew all of this. She <gasps> was, had daughters. Yeah. She <gasps> was aware, but Gacy as per Gacy fashion, manages to talk his way out of it, saying that it's all a misunderstanding. It's crazy how he can, it's just, it's totally crazy how he can get people to believe him because Mm. he served time. Like, but he's like, but it was an understanding. And so he's convincing her it's it's a misunderstanding, but also at the same time portraying that, okay, well, I was okay with serving time, even though it was a misunderstanding. Like, well, and realistically, he only served 18 months, so I'm sure, right?
1: So right, I'm i sure guess it, that a person thinking that was probably like, well, gosh, if he had done what they're accusing him of doing, he wouldn't have served. He would have served such a long time, so clearly he's right, and it was a misunderstanding, and they understood that and let him out on, out on parole. Oh, yeah.
0: well, okay. Like, the system good. failed. Yeah, good point, good point. Fair. Okay, good point, but not true. <laughs> <laughs> So, and crazy enough, here's the next thing. One week before his wedding, Gacy is arrested and charged with aggravated battery and reckless conduct. A week before he gets married. Against another youth that said Gacy used a sheriff's badge to lure him into his car and force him to perform oral sex. This youth. However, tried to blackmail Gacy, so the charges were dropped against him. <sighs> yeah. So again, blackmail oh, this him for a, what? Well, I don't know. It doesn't With money. Yeah. I have no idea. It doesn't really state that, but apparently because he tried to blackmail him, then the charges charges were dropped because I guess he couldn't be a reliable witness or truthful witness. So again, he manages to get out of because guaranteed he committed that. There's there's no way in hell he didn't. <laughs> But oh, I
1: wonder where he got the sheriff's badge.
0: Good question. Good mm. question. <laughs> mm. Somehow, even after this arrest, Carol still married him. But ultimately ultimately in 1975, she divorces him. So I kind of fast forwarded because this the story kind of goes back and forth between times at this point. But just mm. know she she divorces him in 1975. Because he admitted to her that he was a bisexual. And after having sex one night, he informed her that that would be the last time that they would be having sex. So. Uh, okay. Clearly, Carol's like, well, I'm out. I'm <laughs> not doing it anymore. <laughs> oh my gosh. She's out.
1: <laughs> wow. And so she just divorced him.
0: Yeah. In 75. Okay. But we're going to, like, kind of go back to okay. 71. So, Gacy and Carol were engaged in 71, and she and the girls were living with him. But And this is when he actually commits his first murder, Mm. in January of 1971, because they were not married until July of 72. Oh. I'm a little confused as to how that happened, because they were living with him. Mm -hmm. And so, the only thing I can think of is that there was a lot of reports about them going and visiting family and staying with them without Gacy. And so maybe they were just out of town at the time. Who knows? But this particular night, he decided to drive around downtown after attending a party where he saw 16 year old Timothy McCoy on a bench at a Greyhound bus station. He lured him into the car, brought him out sightseeing and offered him a place to stay for the night, and told him that he would get him back to the bus station in time to catch his bus the next morning. He, Gacy awoke the next morning to Timothy in his doorway holding a knife. Gacy thought that his intent was to kill him, so he went after him and wrestled the knife away and started stabbing him and murdered him. Oh, my. However... When he walked into the kitchen to clean up and clean the knife, he noticed that there were eggs, breakfast meats, etc., <gasps> out on the counter. And Timothy had apparently been cooking breakfast for Gacy and went to wake him up, but inadvertently brought the knife with him. And so it was all just a misunderstanding. <laughs> like, oh, what? Come on. Yeah. Poor 16-year-old kid. That sounds like a movie. I know. I know. Exactly.
1: Like a movie in which something is like, that would never actually happen. That's just a plot line to make it dramatic.
0: Right. Nope, this happened. So, despite the misunderstanding, Gacy at this point realizes the thrill of the kill. And Mm. he had become aroused to the point of orgasm during the killing. Mm. And he describes it as the ultimate thrill. He then buries Timothy under the crawl space in his house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh okay. <laughs> He doesn't murder again until 1974. Did he eat and- the breakfast? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> Good question. I don't know. Probably. As oh, sick man. As as he is, he probably Ugh. did. So he murders again in 1974, but this person is still, to this day, un- unidentified. So we don't know much about this person. And then during this time, he's also starting his own construction business part-time while working as the cook. Because remember, he got a job as a cook when he got released from jail. Okay. So he decides, okay, I'm going to start my own business, decides to start a construction company. He calls it PDM Contractors. PDM stands for Painting, Decorating, and Maintenance. He had to get permission from his parole officers to work in the evenings to do that because he's cooking during the day and needs to work on that business at night. It started out real small, but it grew pretty quickly. And by 1973, which was only two years after he started it, he was able to quit cooking and work in this company. So he started this company in like 71, kills Timothy during this Mm -hmm. time and the second person. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And all this time, he's like a functioning member of society, starting a business, being a short order cook, has a second Hmm. wife and kids. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, timelines kind of go back and forth with him because he's doing all of these awesome things as a businessman, but at the same time (laughs) doing these awful things. And he has kids, too, with his first wife. Right. You had said he doesn't. He has no contact with them. No Once contact with them. He got him. convicted okay. with that. She like took off, and he mm. never saw them again. She got, she got woke. Yeah. Smartest, smartest. Yeah, worker, I think got it. So he'll eventually. It's, it's so I think at nineteen. Yes, nineteen seventy-three. He quit the cooking, and he's just working at his company. And he'll eventually work for both his company and become a supervisor for PE Systems, which. I guess at the time was a firm that concentrated on remodeling drugstores. So he has his own company and also working for another um, a sort of like construction company. Within PDM, he's mostly employing high school students and young men. Oh no. He would often proposition them for sexual favors in exchange for the use of vehicles, for money, for promotions. At the same time, he's also back in politics construction company another company is working for politics like how do you killing people how do you manage all of that like I can't even manage my kids in school and cooking (laughs) like right and this podcast We can
1: barely even talk about you, dude,
0: and you're like right.
1: living this life. I know. I
0: like look up and look at you and your he- hands are on your head like, what? How do I keep track of all of this? <laughs> yeah, I can't even follow this story. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, so he is back into politics. And in that position, he becomes director of the Polish Constitution Day Parade, For the years between 1974 and 78, which apparently is the largest parade outside of Poland for this event, (laughs) and I know this seems like such a trivial thing, except because of that role, he meets first later Lady Rosalind Carter, President Carter's wife, has a picture. Rosalind, I know it's such a pretty name. He has a picture with her. It's even signed, and Hmm. at this like. It's, this is pretty much an embarrassment for the Secret Service because this guy <gasps> right? got cleared to be with her and he has a record. So, Good
1: point.
0: Anyway, so I know that there's like all these random little things, but they're important. Like, what? how did he get clearance for Secret Service? I don't know. Proves how he's a master manip- manipulator. The same way he got into college, apparently. <laughs> Without having a high school diploma. Yes. Yet. So, at this point, he also becomes a member of the Jolly Joker Clown Club. Mm. <laughs> okay. Here's the clown reference. There is nothing scarier. No, there isn't. Except maybe
1: a spider. Well, yeah, snakes do. I don't like spiders,
0: yeah. but I don't like clowns. No, clowns like, freak me just out. just really creepy. Yeah, it is true. It is true, and... Seeing pictures of him in his little clown outfit, which I'll post throughout this week, but yeah. So he becomes a member of this clown club and he regularly performs at charity events, hospitals, and local parties as Pogo the Clown or Patches the Clown. Those are his two like alter egos. Hmm. Hence why he has the name Killer Clown. Although, and this is where I'm telling you it's like anticlimactic with the killer clown. He actually doesn't ever dress as the clown to kill people. They call him the color oh. clown just because he often does this on the side. So. so it was like a volunteer, yeah,
1: job of him just like yep. philanthropy mm-hmm.
0: thing he just for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he still though that's still creepy. It is creepy, and I actually thought about this while I was researching about it. Mm-hmm. And well, was he like you know? an inspiration and it's n- not officially stated by Stephen mm-hmm. King, but a lot of people think that there's, you know, subconsciously maybe it's possible that John totally, do
1: you know there's somebody in our neighborhood who every Halloween goes and ties balloons to every um, like great mm-hmm. in our na- the whole neighborhood.
0: This is a funny. lot.
1: This is a lot of, it's real creepy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> is he a Gacy? <laughs> I don't know. Be John like, <laughs> I know I'm really skeptical of him when we get to his house. I'm always like, funny joke. Yes. I'm not gonna eat that candy, guys. <laughs> yes. Like gracious. Yeah. So creepy. That movie was scarring. I feel like for our generation, yeah. That's no, what we is. think of. Like you and- say killer clown, and we think
0: of it. Right. Exactly. And but Difference is, is he ate people. Gacy did not, but well, good, yeah. And he really only got the name just because he was he played a clown on the side. So it's he's not the killer clown in my opinion because he didn't kill as a clown. Okay, you know what I'm saying? It is.
1: It's it's a misconception.
0: Loosely tied.
1: You're wrong about killer (laughs) (laughs) it's another podcast we like guys (laughs) you're wrong about
0: (laughs) so Gacy's a pretty busy guy at this point with all that Mm -hmm. he has going on between the politics and the clown and the two construction companies he's working for and whatnot and it still absolutely amazing amazes me how he's such a respected high functioning member of society when in the background he's just committing these heinous acts so, you know, I don't know. Like, I feel like you may know more serial killers than you think. <laughs> Based <on>. Ooh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. So in 1975, which is when his wife actually divorced him. So okay. all that other stuff happened while they were still together. Mm. But now he's he's divorced. He goes to one of his employees' houses. And this employee is Anthony Antonucci who is a 15 year old and his parents were out of town Anthony Antonucci Antonucci was interviewed on that Lifetime Movie Network's Monster in My Family show as well okay wow and wow. in that How show brave. yeah he says that Gacy came over to check on him and started to wrestle with him because he was a wrestler in high school and so Gacy kind of made this joke, like, let's see what you're made of and started wrestling, wrestling him. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, Antonucci's on the ground and Gacy has a handcuff on one of his arms behind his back. So he's fighting Gacy hard and he's trying not to let him get the other one on. And but then eventually Gacy gets that one on. But it's kind of loose and not put on all the way. Gacy goes to the other room of the house, another room of the house, and Antonucci manages to get the handcuffs off because they're loose. But he pretends they're still on and keeps his hands behind his back. So when Gacy gets back in, he appears to still have his handcuffs on. And when he gets close to him, Antonucci basically like takes his legs out and wrestles him and puts the handcuffs on Gacy. Okay. And apparently, Gacy then says to him, you're the first one to get them off. And you got them on me. (laughs) Like, hello, ding, ding, ding. You're the first one to get them off. Where do people buy handcuffs?
1: I don't know. (laughs) Do you ever wonder that? You hear all these, like, horror stories of people doing these random things with handcuffs. Like, where do
0: they get them?
1: There was no Amazon.
0: I mean, you could try. Try it. Look at that.
1: Now it's 2020. You can buy anything anytime. Probably this good. is the 70s. Where did he get those handcuffs?
0: I have no idea. No idea. And there's never a state where he got them from. But I mean, That's the handcuffs the state. were
1: not a common thing. Fifty Shades of Gray had not come out yet. Right. True.
0: I know. <laughs> That's what my head
1: like. I'm like, now
0: people get them from the you know, store.
1: Somebody <laughs> like, puts handcuffs on you,
0: you're going to freak out. Right. Freak out. And this is his thing. He handcuffs people, gets them to do things, and then huh. kills them. But, but this guy manages to get out of it. Hmm. And, again, Gacy laughs it off as some sort of test. Like, I just wanted to see how tough you were, blah, 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 blah. And so Antonucci just is like, okay, you're a weirdo. <laughs> but... <sighs> I'm still going to work for you. So he works for him still for a couple more years. But manages to survive this, clearly. Okay. So thankfully. But a week after this attack, another employee goes missing. And this employee had been complaining about not getting his wages on time. And somehow they were fighting over this. Even the teenager's dad was kind of involved in the dispute. But he Gacy sees him downtown at some point lures him into his car, brings him back home for a drink, handcuffs him, and strangles him. He intended to bury him in the crawl space, but, oh, so, okay, so I was, I'm sorry, I was mistaken. They did get divorced in 75, but the family is, they're still living there until like 76. Okay. Because I think she had to like figure out where she was going to go to live and whatnot after that. So, Mm -hmm. The, they come home from wherever mm. they are that weekend early, and he can't bury them in the him in the crawl, crawl space, so he like hides him in the garage and then ends up burying him underneath some concrete in the garage. What? Yes. If you think that's crazy, I guess you're just gonna have to wait to see how much crazier they oh, get, Christy. After this. <laughs> We now know that Gacy, well, we know that Gacy in the end has killed 33 people. And it would be, it would be a lot to give you all the specifics of every single case. Sure. I just can't do that. So I've given you a couple of examples. Serial killer problems. Yeah, exactly. Like truly serial killer problems. So from this point, a majority of the murders that he commits are between 1976 and 78. And that's basically due to the fact that at this point, his wife has moved out with the kids and he's now by himself. So he, mm. can, he can fully commit now to this. Right. Wow. Ugh. So in 1976, he commits 12 murders. Wow. He prefers basically one a month, I guess, huh? He prefers to lure them hmm. into his home, restrain them, sexually assault them, and then strangle them. Are these all young
1: They're boys? all teenage
0: boys. Okay. Yeah. All teenage boys. And he uses a tourniquet with a hammer that he'll twist to tighten it until basically they're just struggling to breathe and just stop moving. And all 12 of these boys are buried under his dining room, master bedroom, or in the crawl space under his house. Good grief. What kind of house is this? It's, it was a very small, like ranch from the pictures huh. that I saw. And I also did see in some reports that neighbors like complained about smells and saying he had to do something right. about it. But like, other than that, 30, 30 some people. Yeah. Cause in the end, that's what it was. Wow. Right. Exactly. And clearly he had the first one was in 72 so he and then the next one 74 so he had two bodies in there and they're rotting. Anyway. One of the victims was Gregory Godzik. He's a 17-year-old who worked for him for only about 3 weeks. And in those 3 weeks he had mentioned to his family that before he disappeared clearly, that Gacy had asked him to dig trenches for some sort of drain in his crawl space. Clearly, Gacy needed help digging all of the graves, and unfortunately, (gasps) Gregory would end up in one of them. Digging his own grave. Yes. 17 years old. Wow. Yeah, can't. I can't. In 1977, he committed 17 murders. What? Burying them under his house or under his garage. At some point after he's caught, he does admit that he ran out of room under his house and started disposing of them in the Des Plaines River which I in- think ended up being four total boys that were tossed mm. into this river because he didn't have any more room to bury them. Should have bought a bigger house. I know, right? Buy a bigger house next time. On December 11th, 1978, we begin the takedown of John Wayne Gacy. Oh, Robert Peist, I think that's how you say that, or Peist, I don't know, a 15-year-old who worked at a pharmacy. He was ending his shift, and his mother had arrived about you know, 10, 15 minutes early to pick him up. He comes out and lets his mom know that a contractor had come in that day, and he got to talking to him, and... He thought he could make more money working for him for the, over the summer. And so he wanted to go out back and talk to him before he left. Hmm. Well, he walked away and didn't return to the car. And so his mom was kind of like, uh, what's going on? Talked to the pharmacy owner. Got some information from him. And the next day, mom reports him missing. The wow, pharmacy the nice owner. day. Yeah. I know. That doesn't make sense to me. Because I feel like if my kid, if I was there to pick my kid up and he <laughs> never came back to the car. It was, right. I don't know, though. It may have been late. I don't know. But still, I guess 911's is 24-7. So. Yeah. So that's a little, a little bit alarming. But she still, she reports on the next day, the pharmacy owner had told them that John Wayne Gacy had come into the store that day because, I remember, he worked for this company that... Remodels pharmacies specifically. So he was working on a remodel for that guy for the pharmacy. So this must be the contractor that Robert went to talk to. The police look into Gacy at that point and find out about his record in Iowa. Well, thank God. Yes, exactly. But they just find out that he has a record. They don't really have a whole lot of detail on it. They just find out that he has a record. But... So that was on December 12th. December 13th, a search warrant, because he has a record and he was the last person probably that was seen with him, was issued and carried out. And they found a lot of things in Gacy's home, including a ring from the same high school that Robert went to, but it wasn't his because it was inscribed with different initials, a blue parka, you know what a parka is, (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I did not know what a parka was until like two years it? ago. You didn't? They really weren't called parkas where I was from.
1: What do you call them? It's like
0: a winter coat. Oh. So <laughs> they called it. Like it okay. <laughs> but anyway, this blue parka later, late, later, parka, later, see how I revert <laughs> here? They, this would later be identified as Roberts, but at the time, you know, it's just an unassuming blue parka. We don't know whose it is. Wow. They found a few different driver's licenses, handcuffs, <gasps> and police badges. Handcuffs. People. Mm. Yep. Not handcuffs. normal. And police badges of a person who's not a policeman? Come on. Where did he Nothing get those? Well, who knows? I don't know. I don't know. It's never explained where he wow. got it. I mean, that's and shocking. So maybe he just never... Tells them, and I don't know. I, I don't. Nineteen seventy something. Maybe they didn't push that hard. It's like they got their no. man, so they didn't care how he did us. I don't know. So none of these are actually specifically linked to Robert, except that Parker. But at Parka, but at the time they didn't know that. Mm. So they have really nothing on him because the search warrant was for Robert Peast, and nothing was linked to him. So on December 15th, the police find out more specifics about his previous charges and also speak to his ex-wife. And she discloses that she does remember seeing young kids coming and going, but they were always his employees and it wasn't strange at the time. However, she does remember a time where she, he went into the garage with one of the young boys and then left again. And she went in and saw, like, handcuffs and license and something. And it was just strange stuff. But she was like, I don't want to know. I don't need to know. And I'm not going to say that I am kind of thing. So I think she was kind of suspicious. But at the time, didn't want to admit it. Hmm. So, And they also find out that the ring that was in the house that they found that went to the same high school as Robert was linked to another missing boy in the area. So, wow. at this point, they're like, okay, we're making some more connections here. Mm-hmm. So, the next day on December 16th, Gacy is aware that he's now being surveilled and is getting kind of super friendly with the investigators as we kind of, you know, notice about criminals. They mm. nuzzle up to the people who are looking into him. Sure. Sure. He talks to them frequently, offers them to, t- offers to take them to lunch or make them lunch in, their, in his house and invites them in. Oh, Lord, you know, I hope
1: they didn't bold. go in.
0: Oh, they did several times. <gasps> Two days later, Gacy goes to a lawyer and prepares to pursue a civil suit against the police for the surveillance, the accusation, Harassment. Yes, he's being harassed. Yet he's being so nice to them at the same time. The next day on December 19th, The suit is actually filed, but at the same time, the police are compiling more evidence for a second search warrant. And on that same day, Gacy invited a few of the investigators in for lunch, and one of them during this time uses the bathroom. And while he's in the bathroom, this police officer notices an awful odor coming from the heating vent. He actually later describes it as the scent of death. Oh, so, Lord. yes, I this feel like experience? that about my
1: bathroom all the
0: time. Well, yeah, there's definitely the sense
1: of a lot of death. boys in my house.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they walk in, I'm like,
1: oh, I hope an investigator there? does not walk into my bathroom because they'll be like, chicks hiding people under the floor. <laughs> exactly. Truthfully, yeah, can't guarantee. <laughs> and well, I can't well. find bleach wipes right now. on Verona.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So I'll pray for you. (laughs) (laughs) So at this point, this is actually helpful when he reports this at getting the search warrant issued. And Gacy becomes clearly agitated when they get this second search warrant because now they're searching. They got it for the crawl space. Oh, so on December 21st, they serve and search the crawl space. Warrant And they arrive and find that Gacy has shut his sump pump off and the crawl space is flooded. But (gasps) they are still able to find, yeah, a few human remains, like pieces of human remains in there. So there is a timeline of events on the Chicago Tribune, which is fantastic. If you go to their website, it is fantastic the way they detail it from the events from 1975 on. And as you scroll, scroll through it, it goes through days and days and days of police finding and taking out new bodies every day and how their headlines were like, this many bodies found, now this many identified each day. So it would be like, we pulled three out and so far we have two identified next day. Mm. Three more out, total of five identified because they had to identify them after they found them. And they were just pulling body after body out and they were tasked mm. with job of trying to identify all these bodies. But back then the only way to identify them was through dental records.
1: Mm. Right.
0: Oh, have everybody's dental records at your disposal, you, you know, no like DNA, right? Right. And so if you, if you find a body, it's like, okay, well, do we have the dental records of this person that's missing? But they have 30 in the end, 33 bodies that they're trying to figure out. Oh, are all these people missing right here? Where are they from? Blah, blah blah. And so they had no idea who was who all was missing, and then to have family members send those records in. So it was a slow process. And basically the police thought it was basically because they thought that people just didn't want to believe that their child would come across Gacy mm. anywhere. Like where would he have known? Clearly, some of them were, worked for him, and that was easier. Like, oh, my kid worked for him, and he's missing. Here's his dental records. But for mm. kids that he found like the gray, gray hound bus station kid, like, well, he was just traveling from one place to the other. His family wouldn't have known that he ran into Gacy. Wow. So okay. It took Take your longer. kids to the dentist, okay? Take your kids to the dentist, and, it, you know, you just don't know. I don't know. Like, you wouldn't know to send them in. How would you know unless you're following this right. case? Right. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. So anyway, at this point, Gacy starts to talk. So he shares a map of his house, which I will post, where he buried the bodies and its diagram with all these little spots. And he also lets them know at this point that he ran out of room and started throwing the bodies into that river. Wow. So they had found a body in the river before Gacy was under suspicion, but didn't link him to it until this point. So, and then on December 22nd, he says that he disposed of Robert Peace in the river and he's arrested on that day. And they don't find Robert until April. So December of 1978, he says he threw Robert in, but they don't actually find him and pull him out of the river until April of 79. Wow. And truly, and a total of four body, bodies were pulled from that river. Truly, if it were, Robert Peace is the reason why and his mother that this guy got caught, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so he apparently is named in a lot of the court documents because he can specifically be named for sure throughout the whole thing. Right. So poor guy still lost his life if they were like, on it just a little bit faster. I mean, I'm sure he died within hours of meeting him. So I don't know that anything could have been done, but anyway. So in February of 1980, Gacy is put on trial for all 33 murders and a judge had decided that they were all gonna be lumped together cause he could have stood trial for all of them separately. His defense team tried to go the insanity route basically mm. saying he had an alternate personality, whatever. But it doesn't really work. His trial lasts just over a month. Closing arg- arguments are heard on March 11th and 12th. The jury gets dismissed to deliberate, and they only take two hours to come back with a guilty verdict. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty simple. Open mm-hmm. and shut case here. He is sentenced to death on March 13th. So they... They th- Apparently, back then, it didn't take very long to actually sentence you. You got a verdict one day on the 12th. I know, right? And then the next day, you're sentenced to death. He's actually Sometimes sentenced we're to 12 death sentences oh. and 21 natural life sentences.
1: That seems weird. Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it's basically guaranteeing that he's going to die. <laughs> yeah.
1: This is like pre-DNA. Yeah. Things were so much easier. <laughs> right. Before we had all this technology and yeah.
0: So he's incarcerated for a total of 14 years because he's clearly making several appeals, but they all attempt. Or he attempts, but they all fail. And he's put to death on May 10, <gasps> 1994 by lethal injection.
1: Wow. Okay. I think this might be the first person that we've ever done that has actually been yep.
0: executed. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Oh, and fun little, not fun. But interesting little fact, during his, like, appeal attempts, he actually sets a 911 number up that has, when you called it, it had a 12-minute message declaring his innocence. That, I wish I could get my hands on that to, like, hear it. Right? That would be very interesting I would listen to the whole 12 minutes. I know I would, too. I'd probably post it. <laughs> <laughs> or put it I'm at the end of the episode. Listen to, like, listen to the of this. Wow. So. so, he's gone. He's
1: gone. He's and gone. Dead.
0: He's gone. So, but while he was in jail for those 14 years with the um, appeals going on, he painted a lot of paintings. Some of clowns, some of mm. Elvis, some of like random things, and they were auctioned off a few days after his death. And two businessmen. And actually, a lot of his belongings were almost auctioned off to help pay for his defense, but they, like, put a nix on that because they were like, no, 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 sorry. You're not going to, like, make money on your Profit stuff. from your crimes, yeah. Yeah, but after his death, they were auctioning this off. And it did go, like, whatever money for these items, they went to a charity, I can't remember the name of it, but two businessmen purchased 30 pieces of art and then held a bonfire that had 200 people in attendance. Nine of the victim's families were there. And they were throwing all of his wow. in this bonfire. <gasps> so I Gross. think that's pretty awesome. I don't know. Oh, man. Um, Random side notes, I guess, for this is in April of 1979, his house was demolished after they had... Gotten all the bodies out. I mean, it was demolished within them searching because they just kept ripping sure. like, rip it up, for right? More. But it was completely demolished, and it remained the lot remained vacant until 1988, and then that's when someone built a new home on the lot. Mm. Mm. Which, by the Tell way, it. Tell it. I. I'm fairly certain because we're recording this before this is gonna drop, but I am planning on visiting this site <laughs> and mm. taking a picture there. And I'm gonna be so excited if I do.
1: <laughs> I am gonna be so excited too.
0: And now oh I gosh. feel like I have to because this is now it's ingrained in the recording. That so I have house has to be pretty. It's it's actually a cute house and it's somebody built it for like their retired parents and they changed the name or the the number of the address. Like oh, it was okay. like 8213 and now they just change it to eighty two fifteen or something like that.
1: Right. So. That's it's nice. Isn't that yeah. interesting how we build society around yeah. these like crazy yeah. killers?
0: Right. For so long I think the neighborhood was like happy that that wasn't there was nothing there, but then at the same mm-hmm. time they were excited when something came there because they were like, Okay, we can start fresh and like be like until a- somebody a- shows up to take a picture. I know. Crazy. Things. <laughs> kind of Jumping like, I have a picture. podcast. Like, Leave me Selfie alone. in three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> um, also one more side side note that um, eight of the bodies weren't identified at the time, but they were buried in caskets that were donated. And I the I watched another docu-series on Hulu about this. It was called Deadly Legacy. And there's this cold case detective that's dedicated, like, his work to identifying these boys. And as far as I know, two of them have been identified. So there's still six that have not been identified mm. because now that there's more DNA, they can – if family members think that it's possible, they actually had – it was interesting to see that because they they found one family who thought it was possible that they're – brother ran into him and, and they sent DNA in and it ended up being true, but then they had another one that sent DNA in and he wasn't a victim of him, but they did solve his crime in the process oh, wow. of it in some way. Well, so it's, It was kind of interesting. So, but there's still six that are left mm, unidentified. So sad. Wow. So six and of 33. Yes. Six of 33. And if you are so inclined to stick with me for a few more minutes... I'd actually like to um, highlight these all of these victims instead of just yes. Gacy getting all of the credit for this. I know. So we have Timothy Jack McCoy, who is 16, buried in a crawl space. John Bucht, Bucht, Butkovich, sorry, 18, buried in the garage. Daryl Julius Sampson, 18, under the dining room. Randall Wayne Reffitt, 15, crawl space. Samuel G. Dodd-Stapleton, 14, crawlspace. space. Michael Bonin, 17, crawl space. William Huey Carroll Jr., 16, crawl space. James Byron Hakenson, 16, crawl space. Rick Lewis Johnston, 17, crawl space. Kenneth Ray Parker, 16, crawl space. Michael Marino, 14, crawlspace. space. William George Bundy, he's the one that they discovered on that show, mm. 19, Crawl Space, Gregory John Godzik. 17, crawlspace. Space, John Allen Sick, 19, Crawl Space, John Stephen Prestige, 20, age 20, Crawl Space, Matthew Bowman, age 19, Crawl Space, Robert Edward Gilroy Jr., age 18, Crawl Space, John Anthony Mowry, age 19, crawl space. Russell Lloyd Nelson, age 21, crawl space. Robert Winch, age 16, crawl space. Tommy Joe Bowling, age 20, crawl space. David Paul Talzma, age 19, in the crawl space. William Wayne Kindred, age 19, crawl space. Timothy D. O'Rourke, age 20, Des Plaines River, William, Frank William Landigen age 19, Des River, James Mazzara, age 20, Des River, and Robert Jerome Peast, age 15, Des River. And then the other six were all in the crawl space, one in the backyard. Hmm. They don't I have identified yet.
1: So. That is haunting. I love that you read their names.
0: I thought it would be better. Also... Highlight
1: them. Everyone in the 70s named their kids John or Robert.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You my big one, too. (laughs) It's
1: true. Yeah. There's a lot of Johns and a lot of Roberts Mm -hmm. and a lot of sadness and all those families. That's so sad. All these kids. True. What a kook.
0: Total kook. Yep. Anyway. That's all I, I got, got another here.
1: kook for you next week. Yeah, can't wait to hear Sereo about that kill one. Kill a September. Do you want to make that an audio? Uh, it
0: totally should. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can play it
0: all month long. Yep. Mm-hmm. You should. <laughs> I'm ready for you. I'm ready to listen, not tell. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. That was crazy. Mm. Yeah.
1: I tell you, man, this is why we don't do the serial killers. Mm
0: -hmm. It's true. Because
1: you can't listen to them
0: before bed. Without drinking.
1: (laughs) No, ever, period. Mm -hmm. It's real creepy, especially if you have kids, right? Ooh, I don't like it. Mm. I don't like your boy's band teacher. I don't (laughs) like your boy's math teacher. Like, gross. Yeah. Isn't that terrible? We're, we're jaded people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y'all are jaded people because you're listening too. Yep. We we stuck you. with us too. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you for joining us, guys. As always, we thank you so much for being a part of our family here in Crabs and Closets and for joining us every single week. And we are super excited about this month. This is really fun for me. I twisted Christy's arm, but I'm into the serial killers, and we're going to make it happen for you guys, and we're doubling up on episodes and making the crazy just more abundant, and we can't wait, and we want to know what you think. So please reach out to us on Facebook and Instagram and send us an email, find us on our website. Like We want to hear from you. Keep the suggestions coming because we will get back to business as usual and you know, do those normal everyday small town cases, so we want to hear what what stories you guys want to tell for us, so keep them coming because we really like that, and always remember the world is scary, people suck hide us in hide in your closets. What am I talking about?
0: Hide us in your closets too because we're cool <laughs> <laughs> Hide in your
1: closets, y'all. See you next week. <laughs> I'm sorry, you am sorry, I'm sorry,